Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. That's right, hour number two of the Get Right special edition on this Saturday afternoon on your home of the Cowboys at Texas Rangers 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Rigo Mendoza holding it down for you. Really appreciate you Almost joining dying. us on <laughs> Odyssey <laughs> and the Odyssey app, the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation, the Mavericks wanted to tank at this particular spot, according to this report, which we'll get to here in just a moment here. At 320, we will have RJ Ochoa of SB Nation's blog, and the boys are going to be joining us, talking a little Cowboys football, a little baseball as well, as your Rangers are in action tonight for game two of their three-game series against the Houston Astros. The Rangers getting the 6-2 win last night in Houston. Martin Perez doing what Martin Perez does, handle business against the Houston Astros as the Rangers win 6-2, looking to go up two games to none in their series in the Lone Star Series in Houston at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg at Atula on Twitter. The NBA playoffs underway. The Philadelphia 76ers take a 1-0 series lead over the Brooklyn Nets thanks to a barrage of three-pointers, specifically 21 three-pointers by the Philadelphia 76ers. They get a 121-101 win at home in game one of their best of seven series against the Brooklyn Nets. Nets would not be surprised if this winds up being a um, five gamer. Uh, sweet. Oh, you going full sweep? Yeah, I mean it's possible. Hey, yeah. Mikael Bridges put up thirty of them. Thanks. He's so damn good. <laughs> and uh, you, you know who else? You know, who was the next uh, highest scorer? Cam Johnson with eighteen. Oh, not Spencer Dinwiddie. Nah, he had uh, he had fourteen. I want to say. Mm. Mm, light day for him. Don't do that because <laughs> I know what you're about to do. <laughs> nope. Nope, 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 nope. I'm going to leave the petty alone right now, at least at least for this moment. Anyway. All right. Um, the petty, though, was strong by the NBA because the NBA told Mark Cuban and the Mavericks, hey, for saying the quiet part out loud, we're going to drop this $750,000 fine on you. Not the first time either. N- no, that's the ironic part. Not the first time because if you remember back in the 2017, 2018, before, you know, the whole Luka draft thing, yeah, Cuban got out here on Julius Irving's podcast and said, hey, yeah, man, losing is the best thing for us. The NBA was like, I'm sorry, you said what? Uh, so they find him at that point, 600 grand. But the NBA levying a $750,000 fine. Mark got it. 
for tanking. That's cool. He got it. Apparently, though, according to Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer, the Mavericks were trying to tank a little bit sooner than the Chicago Bulls game, allegedly. Isn't that right, Kevin? The tanking was actually supposed to begin sooner. FanDuel's own Sham Sharania reported in early April that the Mavs were considering shutting down Luka and Kyrie, but that didn't happen right away. My sources say that in late March, Dallas coaches met with players to discuss a plan for Markeith Morris and JaVale McGee to play heavier minutes. That is when the tanking was supposed to begin, but Luka and especially Kyrie were agitated that the team was waving the white flag and both refused to sit. Lucas said publicly that if they have a chance to win, he'll play. So it wasn't until the Mavs kept losing games that the key players sat out, except for Luca, who played just one quarter on their Friday game last week because it was Slovenian night in Dallas. Okay. So apparently, allegedly, the Mavericks were trying to engage in this a little bit sooner yeah. than what actually began with the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, game. Kevin O'Connor said it further in that, uh, what is it, FanDuel TV show? I was like, oh, okay. New show, though, for them. Actually. Yeah, good, good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, good for Kevin O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Get that money. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kevin was mentioning, Kevin O'Connor, that is, mm-hmm. uh, that he's, his sources said that the Mavs had had conversations with JaVale, JaVale McGee and Markeith Morris on the idea of them playing more minutes. And which, as I think everybody understands, would probably have been to the effect of trying to lose more of these basketball games. And the starters were the ones who put the kibosh on this. It was Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving that were like, no, we are just not getting behind it. So for the folks that came up afterwards and were like, why did y'all decide to start tanking right now? Oh, no, the decision had been made earlier. They just wouldn't go for it. Which then, I think, raises so many other questions, KG. I'm guessing that that's what, you're, what, what that look on your face is right now? Well, I mean, to O'Connor's point, you know, I talked to, you know, a couple people, you know, in their regular season finale, you know, at the AAC, and the prevailing sentiment was, you know, from coaching perspective, player perspective, whomever, they were not thrilled about the decision to ultimately shut it down when they actually did. Now, if it happened, what the plan was to happen for it to happen earlier, okay. But regardless, it did happen, and players, coaches, individuals were not thrilled about that. Uh, I can tell you that for certain based on conversation I was having uh, with some individuals during the regular season finale. So here, here's the part that, okay. that ultimately just blows my mind here. Like, what you say it out loud for? The Blazers have been engaging in this for what, the better part of two years during this point of the season? Mm-hmm. They did it again this year. They shut Damian Lillard down a couple of weeks ago. The Jazz been out here shutting the things down a couple of weeks ago prior to the end of the regular season as well. I mean, did the Mavs really say it out loud this time? Really, I think the thing was, and look. I mean, yeah, Jason Kidd was out here like, hey, man. After the season? Okay. I yeah. guess we could point to that. The thing for me is I think where they might have drawn the NBA's ire, and maybe this is just all me speculating, right? I don't have no sources or nothing. I wonder if the uh, the way the Mark Cuban went hard at the NBA behind that uh, that one thing that happened, the inbound, you recall? <laughs> I wonder if they were just like, okay, I'm tired of your guff. Hold this because I see what you're doing and you're not slick. You know, so I, I do wonder if some of that's to, to be, you know, to be looked at here. But I think the bigger thing, because again, 
I say it, it sounds like I'm joking, but like, no, Mark Cuban will pay the 750 and we'll all keep moving, right? This this won't yep. shake up. There's no, they're not uh, taking any picks, right? Like, they're not uh, giving any other uh, discipline besides this fine. But like, I think what this says about the organization and where they are is really interesting. And maybe even more so, what this says about the organization and their communication with Luka Doncic, their star player is really interesting because we had a lot of conversations towards the end of the season now knowing after they had already made that decision as an organization of well I mean you probably should tank to try and get this uh, get this pick to you know recoup value and try and build back your team and what was the thing that one of the first counterpoints that would come up is but your 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 star player doesn't like losing right and I don't know that it's it's going to be difficult to get that to convince him to be in that place and it's like, well, okay, well, if you have a good enough relationship with them, maybe you can convince them. And what we're finding out is like, apparently that is not the case. You are not in a place where you have developed enough trust or what have you. And you could tell me I'm reaching. That's fine. To then get Luka Doncic to be on board with your, like, your team building philosophy that, hey, man, we're just going to have to be bad for 20 games or whatever. And then we will try and get good again. And Luka Doncic was like, nah, I'm not following you down that path. Does that concern you? Because that kind of concerns me. I mean, in some ways, yes, but as long as the relationship between Cuban and their current head coach, Jason Kidd and Nico Harrison, as long as they are all on the same page. Are they? Well, because the same post-game yeah. uh, comments that you're talking about where he gave up the, uh, you know, gave up the plan, in those he made it very clear that this is like from my bosses. And I don't think that's a distinction that you make if you're all on board with it. Well, to that point... I think Jason Kidd has become very good at evading responsibility at times. Fair. Um, so I would put that those comments in that particular category as to pass it off as to, hey, it's above me. That decision was above me. <laughs> I love that. That's you a know, great statement. That That's what that was. Um, but ultimately, Kidd and Cuban, Doncic, and Harrison had to be on the same page here. And if they even there is some disagreement at times between those individuals, they all have to eventually get on the same direction and going in that same direction. And sometimes feelings are going to get hurt. Luke is a very competitive person that we all know that he hates to lose. And anytime he has a chance to win, he's going to try and win. Sure. Sometimes decisions have to be made at the best of the organization to have the long-term ability to win with him. And sometimes that means making decisions that's going to make your, your star upset, you know, sometimes. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those cases. But in the long run, if they're able to parlay this into a top four, five, or just overall top ten pick, or be able to use that pick to move on to get something better to improve the team, it's ultimately going to be worth it. Sometimes, unfortunately, these things happen. But I get it from the standpoint of you got to keep that superstar happy because he, as I've said before, I don't think will show the same amount of loyalty as Dirk did for the 21 years that he did it in that way. I, look, I hear what you're saying about keeping the superstar happy. I think this goes deeper than keeping the superstar happy because happiness ends up being a little nebulous. I think what we're talking about here is trust and belief. And so the thing that I see here, and again, tell me if I'm wrong, because again, I understand that I'm not, I'm not in the place where everything that I think is 100% right. I'm just kind of working through this as I see it. Um, but what that idea that Luka Doncic, you came to Luka and basically were like, hey man, we are trying to lose. And I imagine you would have laid out all of the reasons why. Mm -hmm. And he looks up and he goes, no. 
I have a strong feeling that that is in part because he's looked at the way that you've gone about things and the steady drip that you've had. You've lost talent. You've lost assets over this time. And you can look up and see that you're not in. A, you're still in a place where you have to think about losing games intentionally to try and get a top, top 10 pick. And he looks up and he's like, I don't trust you guys to utilize that. I don't trust your team building. And that is a larger conversation. That's a lar- larger issue than just sometimes you got to tell your star no. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that's the distinction that's happening in my head. Does that sound like way out? Am I off here? I mean, no, you're, n- you're not off at all. I mean, the idea is you have to be able to demonstrate competently over a sustained period of time that you're capable of building a team worth the superstar's time to invest in. And so far, they have taken big swings and missed. You missed with Porzingis. You hope that you didn't miss with the Kyrie Irving trade and moving on from the one defensive piece that you actually had and Dorian Finney-Smith and obviously moving on from Spencer Dinwiddie. The time that the Mavericks have right now to be able to get this turned around is two years because he can begin to start having conversations about getting moved out of there in 2024 if he wants that's his choice but i think they have the time to do it but it starts this summer which is why while as painful as it was for luca to watch this team have to do what they did to protect what they had in their investment with a possible top 10 pick it ultimately may be worth it in the long run and that's what you are hoping and banking on if you're nico harrison andrew baker michael finley cuban in this front office is that the moves that they are able to make will placate the star to want to be around for a long period of time. That's all that it is, and it's up to them to make it happen. And Luca, look, all we can go by is Luca's words right now at this moment. And at the end of the season, he told Tim McMahon and us to our faces, at this point right now, he's happy where he is. That's all you can take from what he is saying out of his own mouth. And then go from there. Sure. Um, and I will. I want to believe him. But like something like this. And then we got eyes. Like we all see the way that the organization has been run. Mm-hmm. I can only put myself in that position and say, I understand why you would have to say that. But that is not how I would feel in that place. And that is where we get to this place where Tim McMahon reports something that a lot of people are like, yeah, it's obvious because we all have that perspective. But like, yeah, the organization is worried about the idea that in two years, like you're saying, or whenever the time comes, that Luka Doncic is going to one out. And they, the organization is worried about that for very obvious reasons because you look up at the way that this thing is run and you look at where you are and you are not close to what you anticipate you would need to do for a star player to feel good about remaining on your team. It's going to be a long offseason for the Mavericks. and got started rather quickly as they are not in the NBA playoffs. What they do... In the days that we count down to May the 16th, you say, Kevin, what is May 16th? That is the NBA draft lottery. Ping pong balls will be flying. Where the Mavericks land is of great interest. You think they sent Theo Pinson to be the representative for the Mavs? Hell no. Okay. Who 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 you think goes? Dirk? We getting Dirk up off his couch? Probably. Okay. You need all the luck you can get. <laughs> no better luck that you can get than sending Dirk Nowitzki <laughs> to the NBA draft lottery ceremony for sure. Coming up next here on the Get Right to Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. The SB Nation's blogging the boys is RJ Ochoa joins us next year on your home with the Cowboys.
Back here on the Get Right Special Edition here on this Saturday afternoon on your home of the Cowboys at Texas Rangers 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yep. Regal Mendoza holding it down for you here on your Turn It On and Leave It On station. Really appreciate you joining us here on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. We are with you until 5.30 p.m. as we lead you into game two of the Rangers Astro Series live at Minute Maid Park. We'll cross talk with my guy, your guy, our favorite guy, Texas Rangers insider and play-by-play man. Jared Sandler at around 5.15. Right now, though, we go to the Diamond Factory Hotline. We are less than two weeks away from the NFL draft. Your Cowboys hold the number 26 overall pick in this year's draft. He is the manager and editor-in-chief of SB Nation's blog. And the boys, you can find him on Twitter at RJ Ochoa. He is Houston Astros fan, unfortunately. RJ Ochoa. RJ, what's going on? Hey, guys, great to be with you. Um, I would like to be known as 105 through the fans' favorite Houston Astros fan, if that's okay with you all. Um, the favorite 105 through the fan part? Okay, cool. The Astros part, yeah, you can. Uh, uh, you uh, can oh, by yeah, the way, uh, yeah. they was hitting the mess out of Luis Garcia. What? Yeah, they? yeah, what's up with that? You know what? Um, that's okay. He's still getting over letting go of the rockabye baby thing. I think we're all still a little bit frazzled by the pitch clock and whatnot. Oh, that's um, right. You know, Reggie, you should be upset with Kevin because I wanted to, you know, wager some jelly beans on this series. And he was like, hey, we're going to wait and do it on Saturday. You guys lost a chance to pick up one game last night. So, um, KG's holding you back. That's a good point. I should be Martin mad at Martin Perez was holding that Astros offense back last night. That's for damn sure. God, God, knows I, God knows I need some jelly beans. Oh, <laughs> and before we move any further, I think how cool was it? I think just as a baseball fan, you can appreciate seeing Adolis Garcia mm. just kind of like casually throw a rope to get uh, – I don't mm. remember who it was at second, but that was incredible. An unfortunate base I mean, runner. It's cool to see anything happen in Minute Maid Park, home of the defending World Series champion. Relax, relax. Uh, at Minute Maid Park. I mean, it's it's all cool. You know what I mean? So um, it's it's nice. Astros just played at PNC Park, one of the most beautiful stadiums in the world. So um, I'm on cloud nine. And you know what? Tonight, um, I have a feeling I, I might bump all the way up to cloud ten. Although cloud nine is the name of the store in that TV show. All right. All right. Enough of the Astros and all the other junk. Anyway. <laughs> Um, the Cowboys, RJ, number 26 overall in the first round of this year's NFL draft. Is there a name for you as we are now 12 days away that you say, I want this name? There's a name that I want, and what is that name that RJ Ochoa wants to see turned in at number 26 for the Cowboys? Well, if we're, um, if we're really allowing ourselves to dream, Jackson Smith and Jigba has been the name for a long time um, for me personally and, and a lot of people, obviously. Um, but if we inject a, a measure of practicality and, and reasonability uh, with what's likely going to be the case, um, look, I like to consider myself a smart person or at least like a, I'm trying to be a smart person. I'm trying to study and read you know, on, a, on a variety of things. Um, and so I'm super against philosophically a running back in the first round, tight end in the first round, et cetera, et cetera. But right now I'm kind of into Dalton Kincaid. I can't, I can't figure out what it is. I, but right now, if, if I had to put all of my jelly beans um, in one basket, it would probably be his. And I'm kind of shocked that I feel that. Now, RJ, I mean, we end up doing a lot of conversation and listening to folks who are doing active grading on these players. And it seems like there's a possibility that, like, first-round grades are gone by the time you get to 26. Would you have any consideration for the idea of a trade back from 26, or is that something that you just feel like you stand there, you take a pick, and you'd be fine with whatever you have? 
I mean, I would love to trade back. Um, I mean, that's probably my favorite idea. And, and, you know, independent of knowing what the board is and who's available and whatnot. um, I mean, you trade back, you pick up assets. I mean, you're not picking up like anything ridiculous, but you pick up an extra third round pick, extra fourth round pick, whatever. Um, I, I love that. I mean, it was 10 years ago that Dallas traded back in the first round and obviously still took Travis Frederick uh, in the penultimate pick. And so that, that would be a great thing. I, it would be boring that it would make for a really uh, kind of frustrating extra hour that we would have to wait. Um, and we, you know, if they traded out of the round entirely, I'm sure we'd all be wondering, are they going to come back up? Do they really want a fifth year option? Whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, but I'm, I'm not opposed to that at all. I wrote something today uh, where I asked people, you know, like, what's the one thing you don't want to see? Like, like, what's the, like, smash glass, panic, freak out scenario? And everybody said trade up. Like, nobody wants to trade up. You want to trade back? I think we're all down with that. RJ Ochoa of SB Nation's blog and the boys joining us here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. So when you look at how this is starting to shape out, the way that the Cowboys handled their business this offseason – is there a position or two that is your favorite that you want to see the Cowboys address with the number 26 overall pick? Or is it more so, as you were mentioning, you know, if you had the chance to do it, drafting a Dalton Kincaid? Or are you looking at someone different than that based off of what the needs are available for this team? I do think it's tied in. And, I mean, I mean, I know you guys know and y'all all talk about it. I mean, that's the, the most commonly, you know, mocked position for the Cowboys. Um, and I, I think that's low-hanging fruit, but but it is for a reason. I mean, you know, they, they did a lot of things, and we've all sang their song and, and given them their flowers. And, you know, so we know that they were awake and alert throughout, you know, the entire offseason to this point, and yet they consciously chose to not add a tight end. And, again, I think we all believe in, in Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot to different degrees, but were, were they so comfortable not adding somebody because they knew this day was going to come in 12 days? Um, I mean, that's, that's what makes the most sense to me. I mean, they were so proactive at corner and receiver that, you know, they didn't just forget that, <laughs> that Dalton Schultz, you know, was no longer going to be on their team. So um, it does stand to reason that they, you know, seem to believe that, that there's going to be one of the tight ends there that they really like. I think DraftKings has the over-under uh, for tight ends in the first round at two and a half. I mean, so I would be shocked if two went before them. So they're going to have their choice. And, you know, if they've positioned themselves that way, so be it. But, uh, they could also trade back, like we said. But if, if I had to pick one position, it would probably, that's the only one that they haven't really touched. They've done something everywhere else. So within this context, right, you mentioned that you would love Jackson Smith and Jigba. We were uh, we saw a, a piece of content, I believe, from NFL.com that had mentioned uh, the most optimal of the first picks for the Cowboys would be if Zay Flowers was there. And this idea of adding a wide receiver to this wide receiving core seems to be one that some people kind of shake their head at because you already have a team and you have a team right now that you seem like you want to win now. What would be the benefit of drafting a wide receiver, not even just from this year, but from like a team building perspective in your mind? I mean, to be very clear, if, if Jackson Smith and Jigba is like plan A, I mean, Zay Flowers is like plan A minus. I, I would be very, very on board with that. E- even more so just because I would be so fascinated to see what the Cowboys would do with a five foot nine receiver. I mean, we haven't really seen that in a long time. Um, but I mean, how would it help or what would the benefit be? I mean, you, you need more than one, right? Like, and I think that's why people have connected them to tight end so much. It, it feels like um, you know, like when some people draft their fantasy teams, right? They're like, oh, well, I don't have a tight end yet. You know, so I, I got to get one. It's like, well, why would you rather have a tight end now when you can have like an awesome bench receiver to be able to kind of rotate in? And, and look, you add Zay Flowers to this mix. I mean, 
all of a sudden, you know, you're not depending on Michael Gallup, you know, returning to form from the torn ACL that he couldn't do a year ago. You're not depending on Jalen Tolbert taking a step in his second season. You're not even depending on Brandon Cooks coming in and being the Robin to C.D. Lamb's Batman. You have five Robins. You know what I mean? Like, who's Dr. Freeze is really going to take down Batman with five Robins? Like, that's never going to happen. And so I, I would absolutely love that. I mean, you, if you give Dak Prescott another pass catcher, that's a good thing. We saw in the playoff loss to the 49ers that in, in a flash, you can be down your most explosive playmakers. And even if you have one amazing one in C.D. Lamb, it's not enough. I mean, there, there is never enough. The limit does not exist. Shout out to Katie Herring. I mean, you, you have to overwhelm your roster with talented players. And so, to me, that's what Zay Flowers would be, would be overwhelming an offense with enough stars that can obviously stretch the field and get out in open space to where Dak Prescott can find them. As we look overall at this draft, obviously the Cowboys being there at 26 and what they had the ability to do, whether it be playing, taking you know, best player available or position of need, is there a draft scenario that you look at for any point in the first round that scares you the most based on the way that things are starting to shape up based on what we know at this point? I think um, it's it's not, you know, super panic fear. I mean, two years ago when Patrick Sertan and J.C. Horn both went, that was like freak out, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick screaming in the distance type of thing. And, and obviously that really worked out. Um, but for me, it would be Bijan lasting. And, and I, I understand there are a lot of people who would be really thrilled with that. And I, I could certainly talk myself into it being the, the best path forward, but I would be scared. I'd be scared that, you know, we, we just got out of all this and here we are back again, you know, it's not apples to apples, but I would, I would be scared of, um, you know, regression in that way. And so um, I wouldn't want to have to make that choice or, or have to, you know, watch them make that choice. And I also wouldn't want to have to deal with if they passed on him and him winding up amazing. I mean, what if, what if they passed on him and he made it to Philly, right. With the, with pick 30. I mean, that would be really, really frustrating. And so, um, that that's my, I guess, uh, Sophie's choice is Bijan making it to 26. All right. So I don't understand what KG has been trying to do with a UCLA quarterback DTR, <laughs> but, um, what are your thoughts on the idea of DTR in like uh, a day three late round pick, uh, Take a, flyer for, on a, him. a flyer for the Cowboys? I mean, Dorian Thompson I, really Robinson. Don't, I don't care who it is, but. I, I would love for them to, to throw a day three pick at the quarterback position. Now, you know, I don't want it to be their first day three pick, but I mean, that's the McCarthy way. And that's how you, you turn over dudes. And while Cooper rush was amazing last year, we're all super happy about the contract and everything and, and super pumped to kind of keep the good times rolling. You don't know when, when that's going to end. I mean, Dak has missed time, you know, and, and, and we can cherry pick things all we want, but he has missed time three years in a row. Um, and, and the future hits when you least expect it. I mean, Dak Prescott is a great example of that in and of himself. And so I have zero issue throwing a day three pick, develop a guy. I loved that with Ben DiNucci. I mean, and again, it didn't work out, you know, in an amazing way or anything like that. And he's rocking in the XFL. I loved when they brought in Andy Dalton. I mean, like you don't just need one good quarterback, like having multiple quarterbacks who you can develop and groom is a good thing. And so whoever you want, obviously there's a lot of people who love Max. I mean, for obvious reasons, I mean, I don't get it, but you know, whatever. And that's the thing, like with him, I mean, I'm fine with that. The dude's played in some big time college football. That's games. Max, D- Max Duggan. Yeah. I mean, like he's played in some big time college football games. Does that translate to the NFL necessarily? Obviously not. But 
I mean, it's a day three pick, and, and you need another dude there. I mean, look, it's it's a, not a bad idea. So I'm all for it. Whoever you want it to be, KG, you want DCR, fine by me. Yeah, can you explain this, KG? Because I still don't even understand what you're doing. You heard of uh, Pac-12 After Dark? Yes, I'm I'm a sicko. UCLA frequently was on Pac-12 After Dark. So, you know, me getting ready for Sunday football, uh, Sunday NFL football, you know, doing some, you know, prep work, that kind of thing. Oh, let me stop down and watch some of this, you know, Pac-12 After Dark. And who was on my screen a lot of the time? DTR and his fun little self running around, just making plays happen for UCLA all the time. It'd be kind of fun just to see DTR, you know, running around making plays. Oh, that's it? That's all? Okay, cool. It's, no a, problem. it's a fun pick, man. It's just, you know. When- just, just to be clear, this only happened because you watched Pac-12 After Dark. Like, if this, you know, if it had been like, ACC in the morning, it would have been a little bit of a different story. Yeah, so. he would he would have been telling us about, well, I guess Drake May's not coming out. Who, who actually, is there an ACC quarterback? Right, who's stopping down to watch right ACC football, you know, like that when you what got Pac-12 after right dark? Come on now. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying it, it's, you know, Pac-12 after dark. You're, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, great quarterbacks generally coming out of there. So, you know, it's not, not difficult to stand out. Not great, that. but fun. Operative word there. That's true. Fun, fun. Uh, is there a take or a sports take of anything? kind that you want to uh you know get off your chest before we let you go here on this saturday afternoon um you know i think the nba playoffs are a little boring i'm, I'm i gotta say like this is what? the least juiced i've been for the nba play maybe maybe it's just me maybe i'm getting old but like this is the least excited i've been for an nba playoffs late in a long time this you is know? coming so. from a man who um his team may be in line to get victor Wimbenyama, right I'm just saying, well, that's, that's not the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and look, this is coming from a guy who is, is a proud, you know, fan of Texas teams, except for some of the ones that y'all like, right? And so you got no Texas <laughs> basketball teams here, right? Like, what was it? Is it the first time since, what, like 1981 or whatever? That's like, correct. Come on. Like, that's, you know, it's silly to me. You know, we've got to have some sort of representation here. We don't have any. And you guys are all sad with the state of the NBA. So, like, that's kind of bumming me out in my Twitter timeline. So, like, the NBA playoffs <laughs> is not, not – I'm not here for them right now. I don't I – don't I'm, I'm like, you know, bring conference finals, I may be back. But, like, I'm not getting invested at this point in time. It's a little bit oversaturation. I, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, we'll, wow. we'll have to talk about that more wow. later on the program. But, RJ, I appreciate you, my Thank man. you so much for your time, sir. Astros winning today and tomorrow. Relax. Bye. There he goes. Very confused as to what just happened. Yeah, I don't know what just happened there. We're just going to keep moving along. Trash can banging. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, we're just going to keep moving along. Uh, yeah, like, it didn't it just happen. You know what that sounded uh, like? That sounded like a machine that was ready to explode. And I was like, <laughs> there's a lot of those in that room over there. And that sounds like Rodrigo's problem. That was the manager and editor-in-chief of SB Nation's blog and the boys, RJ Ochoa, good enough to join us here on The Get Right. Coming up next, we're going to go inside the gray area where this man emptied his bank account and threw it onto a highway. How much he threw out will floor you. Next on The Get Right. About to go inside the gray area here on the Get Right special Saturday edition here on your home of the Cowboys at Texas Rangers 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yep. Rigo Mendoza holding it down for here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey.
and the Odyssey app, the truckrate.com text line 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation coming up at the top of the hour. Top need versus best value when it comes to the NFL draft, what these collection of ESPN writers had to say about that topic as we are 12 days away from the NFL draft in Kansas City. Of course, all your draft covers can be heard right here on 105.3 The Fan. Rego, as we go inside the gray area, don't forget all of our touching moments. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, oh wow. We just got an ad coming through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. different. Man. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't pay for that. Um, <laughs> bef- uh, I was going to say, all of us are going to be at the uh, Pluckers location. That's right. Uh, on April the 27th for the Pluckers draft party, of course. Uh, Reginald Atatula and myself will be in Allen on 190 East Stacy Road at the Pluckers location there. So come out, tell your friends, tell your family, come hang out with us uh, for a little while um, or a long while. Yeah, we're going to be there the whole night for the first round. Actually, KG might leave early because he does that sometimes. Also, he's, uh, host- no, he's good reason. He's Thank hosting. you. Good reason. I mean, you didn't have to host. Um <laughs> You could have just told work no. Oh, <laughs> Bobby appreciates it. An update on playoff basketball coming from Boston, where the Boston Celtics lead Yee. the Atlanta Hawks by 30 points. You heard that right. 74-44 at the half. Nasty work. And it, it, the reason why I bring this up, obviously, to keep you updated because, you know, you're home for DFW Sports. But also... um. We were talking earlier about like the stars that had the most uh, at stake in this playoffs or in these playoffs, and we did not even talk about Trey Young. Oh my goodness! Yeah, man. Like we got, we heard a report a couple days ago, yesterday, that uh, everybody is on the table to be traded uh, from the Hawks uh, per management. Management or sorry, ownership was like, "Yo, y'all can trade whoever," and they were like, "Trey Young included." And they're like, "Yeah, Trey Young included," and that is where he is at. From a player that was traded for, they traded two spots up with the Dallas Mavericks to go from five to three in order to draft Trey Young, and now you have a situation where um, you are in the first round in your very first game getting dog walked, and the team is like, "Yeah, we're willing to let him go because this is not working out the way we want it to be." Yikes! The Yikes. only the only thing you need to know about the game between the Hawks and the Celtics. The Celtics scored more points in the second quarter than the Hawks did combined in the first half. Cool. That's all you need to know uh, from that particular game. Very good. As we go inside the gray area here, the headline goes like this, gentlemen. A man emptied his family's bank account to the tune of $200,000. Wait, his family's bank account? Mm-hmm. They had 200 Gs in there? And not only did he empty out the bank account that had 200 grand in it, he threw the money onto a highway to, quote-unquote, bless others. Nah, 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 nah. There's more to this story. I mean, I, I know there is because you will tell us that and you wouldn't have done a segment based on this topic if it was going to end two minutes after you started it. However, Good point. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. What got you to that place, young fellow? What made you go with that? Well, travelers on Interstate 5 near mile marker 192 in Eugene, Oregon, were stunned on Tuesday night to see a whole lot of money drifting around on the highway. According to Oregon State Police, a 38-year-old man tossed 
handfuls of $100 bills totaling approximately $200,000 out of his car window onto the highway. Wait, he said he was trying to bless folks. On the highway, you you expect people to get out on an active highway and pick up $100 bills, and you think that's a blessing? Bro, you're going to get someone killed. Hey, you know what Drake said? Blessings on blessings on blessings. Don't ever quote Aubrey Graham to me ever again. Especially in my presence. Please don't do that. I appreciate what you were doing, though. Uh, the man who made it rain on the highway. We're just joking, by the way. We're just joking. <laughs> we're just joking. Just, just like, Maybe. We're, that's more so for the listener, more so for you. Um, the man who made it rain on the highway was found by police nearby. When they asked him what was going on, he replied that he was, quote, doing well and wanted to bless others with gifts of money, end quote. He was not charged with any crime, but police did warn him against littering and creating potential hazards for other drivers on the road as people had stopped to pick up the money. That's right. There you go. Um, <laughs> quick questions, gentlemen. Um, if if you are asked, uh, hey, man, what's happening? And the first thing you say is, I'm good. Is that suspicious? Yes or no? 100%. 100%? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's how I heard it, but I wanted to make sure that I wasn't being unreasonable because some people are just like, yo, don't bother me. I'm good. This From the 214, they say this was yesterday. I'm going by the official story here. Um, that's, all, that's all I'm reading is the official story. Here. I don't even know what they're talking about. From the 972, we could have went to like a plasma donation place or like a homeless shelter or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. Meet the people where they are. <laughs> they're, they're like the people in need walking around on the highway. No, 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 no. Go to the place where you know people need this here money, brother. Let's do this right. Let's let's meet the people where they are. Quote, Oregon State Police is urging the public not to go searching for the money on the highway, which is very dangerous mm-hmm. and contributes to a hazardous condition. Correct. State Police spokesperson Captain Kyle Kennedy wrote in an email to OregonLive.com. I'm trying to decide if that's really not. I don't okay. like the alliteration of that. Captain okay. Kyle Kennedy. I don't okay. like it. Um... Captain spelled with a C, not a K, so it should be okay. Okay, fantastic. Um, police immediately searched the area around the highway for any money that had not been picked up by. I bet they did. <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, Captain, I'm clocking out. <laughs> I got to do something right quick. Uh, they had not check the evidence locker. Right, that had not been picked up by passersby to quote prevent further hazards, but claim not to find any. A daytime search a was. Play. Uh, conducted the oh, they next day. They, they said they didn't find any? That's how you know they found something. I was like, ooh, this one still got a rubber band on quick. it. Yeah, I didn't find anything. You would not believe it. He threw all that money and it just all disappeared. <laughs> um, a daytime search was conducted the next day as well at, with no money being found. Quote, the people that originally stopped on the scene did a pretty good job of cleaning it all up. Oregon State Police Lieutenant Jim Andrews told 11 Alive News. Quote, he could have been charged in a situation like this for danger being created because of his actions, disorderly conduct, potentially reckless endangering, but most likely disorderly conduct. According to UPI, quote, the money is believed to have come from McCarthy's family shared bank account. This is a part that I heard earlier that I forgot to bring back. Hey, man, you said family bank account, which means he's not the only one who put in. Mm-hmm. Right. So I want to know about a wife. A mama, a brother, a uncle, 
somebody, whoever, whoever else's name is on that account and how they felt about this move. Because l- l- I'm going to leave room, right? There's a possibility that there was, was some level of authorization. However, it didn't sound like there was a lot of consultation done on this action. It didn't sound like this was a group effort of how do we give away this money. It sounded like this was a spear of the moment. Like, you know, just real quick on a whim, I'm going to go throw this money on the highway. I'm going to make it rain. Um, And I just wonder if, one, how these people find out, right? Did he call them and tell them? Did he send them a text? Did they find out on the news? You know, or did they go check out their banking account and like, huh, where'd all this money go? You know what it also screams to me? What's that? It screams YouTube. YouTube, YouTube. Oh, you think that this is like uh, clout. that Mr. Beast cat. Clicks. You just out here. Yeah, we out here doing it for the clout. That's crazy. Well, the man's family later confirmed this, that the money had been taken out of the family shared account. Oh, no, he thieved it. Saying he had emptied their shared bank accounts. Oh, Here's the funniest part about all of this. I don't, I don't think this is going to be funny. Like they thought this was going to happen. They are asking... For the people who grabbed any of the cash from the highway to please return it to the Oregon State Police. To which I say, the expectation of that happening is zero. Because what I look like finding, you know, maybe two grand, you know, two bands on the highway and returning it. After it was found out that he decided that he wanted to bless me with it. That sounds like a gift to me. I'm not giving that back. Yeah, I do feel sorry for them. Because I bet they thought, like... You return any of that money if you found it? I plead the, plead the fifth. Uh, but, That's a no. But yeah, um, plead the, I'm taking that money and running away. I, look, I don't know. As fast as you could. I would like to hope... I've been blessed. I would really like to hope that I'd be a good person, but also I can't guarantee I'd be a good person in that moment. All the way up. Um. All right. Bless. Okay, calm, calm down. No? Calm, it's way, a Saturday. Rich, you you acting different. What'd you say? What happened? When do you want to do word of the word of the day? That's a great question. I'll thank you for that reminder. Um, Relax, Rico. Where was, I, where was I? I don't forgot. What don't worry, KG. Red just gonna get his. Way up. Red's I, gonna get his that's way. what I would have been saying on that highway. Way up. I feel blessed. That's all I've been oh, saying. Yeah, yeah, I do. Feel, like if you yeah. got two hundred thousand in your bank account, is that just savings or were they planning to do something? Like I'd feel really bad if that was like, yo, we really need this new house. <laughs> we finally got the down payment all together. Here y'all go. Here that two hundred gate on the highway. Here you go. Oof. Oof. For the 469, Oof. I see what you're doing here, and I don't like it. Uh, he's fulfilling, quote, God's plan. As we bring it back full circle. Shout out to that man who decided to bless others with his family's $200,000. No, don't shout out that man. This is exactly, he did it for the clout, and you're giving him more. You're giving him more. I man. mean, it is kind of a funny story. The funniest part being that they want people to actually return the money. <laughs> Good luck with that. That's your trip inside the gray area here on this Get Right Saturday edition here on 105. Ooh, I'd be so mad. Three the fan. Oh. If my wife found out that I voluntarily took out 200 grand from the family shared account and threw it onto the highway, you would also be on the highway. Six feet under, then have the nerve to resurrect me and then do it again. Okay. Would you feel blessed then? All the way up. Okay. I feel blessed. Coming up next, these draft prospects are going to get blessed in two weeks. Okay. Is it best value? Or do you like what I did there? You like what I did there? That was good. Top need versus best value for these draft prospects and their teams, including your Cowboys. Next on the Get Right.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.